listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 125, where we will be discussing chapter 15 in Clockwork Princess, stars, hide your flies, fires, hide your fires, <laughs> hide your kids, hide your kids. I'm Kristen. <laughs> I'm Robin. Fuck. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> Speaking of flies, okay. my kid took a nap earlier today and we put him in his bed hoping he might just stay asleep. <laughs> of course he didn't. And so I hear something weird and I finally realize it's him like whispering <laughs> mom from the stairs, which is far away from the kitchen, which is where I was. Anyway, it don't know how long he was sitting there saying it. He found a dead fly on the stairs and he wanted me to come and see it. And he wanted to like pick it up and show. And no, so he, so he did must have been in a windowsill somewhere. Of a little Victorian boy, mama, <laughs> like, <laughs> just quietly from the like exactly. you're getting haunted. Like what? <laughs> like come and get me, bro. I don't like. It was weird. He couldn't leave well, the fly. Exactly. But you might not be able to find it again. It's fair. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, Robin. You were speaking, and I totally. <laughs> Oh, no, that was way more important than what I was going to (laughs) say. I was just, I I listened to the first half, no, I don't even know, of last week's episode. I listened to where Kristen stopped talking, because that's how long it took me to get home. (laughs) My 45-minute drive just got us to Kristen. (laughs) That's every fucking episode. You guys wanted me to start first. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You front loaded with the long, the long winded one. You're like, uh, Kristen says five words. That reminds me of a time when I was young. Times were easier. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. That almost went up my nose. And then we just join right in. I was literally taking a sip of water, you bastard. I didn't see you. I was I was looking up into my monologue, okay? How dare you call out my ADHD like that? I'm channeling my inner V-Tang. Okay, look. I just want to put the record straight. I don't know why, what, where, when, who, how, any of it. I swear to you, when you introduce yourself, I literally talk right after, and I don't know why there is a calculon size pause there. I because in your know. brain you think you're talking right after. <laughs> I guess I don't or I don't know. I don't feel like it's that big of a pause. It's usually a a, a little bit of a pause, but I think it's because of our delay. Maybe yeah, it's... maybe yeah, an internet delay. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Maybe next time you should try talking like before she's done I'll and just, just see how it works. Next time. Okay, so this episode, I'm just going to put I'm Robin. But then like, the rest a, of it's going to be like, off. Right after, like just a half a second. There you go. <laughs> Jump on it. Oh my God. I forgot to tell Andy this. I don't know why I'm just thinking of this. Sorry, and it is so dumb, but I just remembered it. We had to take, I had a flat tire, like a low tire for a few days. And so we finally took it to Les Schwab today and we dropped it off and came and picked it up. Now I was listening to our episode when I got there. No, I wasn't. I was rocking out to music because I was alone in the car. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I had it up really loud and I purposefully turned it down and looked at how low I had turned it and I turned it to 12. I don't know why I did, but I did. I get back in my car and the music is blaring and it's at like 25. And I'm like, why did the person that moved my car have to turn up the music? Do they do that to mess with people? 
Or did he really like what I had on? Like, whatever was on the radio. Maybe. Anyway, it's weird. Thank you. I don't know. For listening. Did you do that thing? Because you sent me this TikTok. Um, I get anxiety anytime. <laughs> anytime. Just, you could have ended the sentence. <laughs> anytime. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Yeah. Especially when I'm like, I can't. Did mm-hmm. I put the candle out? Did I accidentally light up a bonfire <laughs> yeah. in my toilet right. it's like work. when you get pulled over and you're know. like oh my god are there bodies so in my trunk Amanda. Like... yeah exactly i yeah. always do that like am i stealing something yep. like and i check my pockets and stuff as like <laughs> like when you board an airplane yeah, and you accidentally sure. brought drugs you don't even do drugs yeah <laughs> like, is there cocaine in like, here i haven't done cocaine i don't know what for but for some reason it's gonna be on me <laughs> there's gonna be residue in these shoes or something like i don't know yeah. It's weeding out your ears. Oh, jeez. Okay, so Amanda sent me this video where the person, and it was saying, oh, yeah. when you have to remember that you did something, just say something completely ridiculous and random, and then you're going to be like, did I turn the hair straightener off? Yes, because I said banana juice monkey as soon as I did it. Yep. So I remember that I did it because I specifically remember saying that thing that doesn't make sense together. And I've been doing that and it's been helping me with my garage That's door. That's great. I was like cheddar cheese biscuits. You know, that sounds like something super logical that should work. I feel like it would cause me more anxiety because I would forget what my special word was. <laughs> And then I'd be like, fuck. Yeah, but was, <laughs> was that yesterday or was that today? <laughs> yeah. Because my short-term memory is shot oh, because geez. drugs. <laughs> yeah. I've also thought 2004, about- <laughs> as she mentioned a few minutes ago. Yeah. Just take a picture of my garage door closed every day before I drive off. There you go. And then when I don't mm-hmm. know, I can just look back for reference. Good job. You should start wearing a GoPro. <laughs> Dude. straightener is off the <laughs> oven is off i locked the door she just gets one of those little spy oh, cams man. and like installs Life. it in like a button or something <laughs> yeah yes i'm I, a body cam so then we can play the footage back of amanda being scared dude i got pulled over Jeez. yeah fuck <laughs> why i knew he was coming back that was just so stupid that's what happened i didn't hear you know any of the four thousand things on your belt jangling when you walked (laughs) your stealth mode he's a ninja cop listen okay i made a joke this past week to somebody i hadn't met before that works for us and i am my own personality Uh so it was awkward okay and um I had a key ring full of like janitor keys and I was trying to open a safe, right? To get a cash deposit out to take to our CFO. And um I couldn't open it. And I was like, I feel like Zeke Zeke the janitor. And then it was crickets. And I was like, Are you twelve? Like basically am I out of touch. Did you not watch Nickelodeon when I watched Nickelodeon? Is that from Pete and Pete? Do you not know? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh huh. I don't really remember that stage of my life. But even so, a janitor joke with all those keys is funny. So, like, Uh laugh. You didn't have to. You didn't have to specifically get the reference. Right. Could just be funny that it was janitor keys. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -mm. No, No, didn't land. 
<laughs> Bummer. Oh, how long have you been thinking about that? <laughs> almost a week later. This is not the first time I've heard this story. So that tells you yeah. something. <laughs> but I was also there. Oh, so I was in the bathroom. Otherwise, you would have laughed. And then we so would have had this problem. Right. I know. Exactly. I didn't have my, yeah. Exactly. I didn't have, her I didn't have my cast. Yeah. Robin didn't have her an emotional support Did you Amanda my laugh track? available yeah. to her. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, I need to mention that, as I said, my um, toddler took a nap today and he normally doesn't. Mm. So you might hear him in the background. He's in the other room and he's quite loud. Even oh, yeah, though he my kids are knows his sister is sleeping. Livia? <laughs> Livia. And I'm like, she's sleeping. <gasps> oh, yay. <Shh>. Yeah. <laughs> yay. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it'll continue to be yay if you shh. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, bro. <laughs> uh. Oh, geez. You guys, I also need to say that I'm really glad where this um, chapter was broken up. Good job, Robin, because I didn't want to do all of the explaining of the details of who is who when we hear about who is who. (laughs) I was reading it going, okay, I need to pay really good attention to where everybody moves around and remember this because I have to explain it. And then I was like, no, there's like two pages left. This is Robin's territory. I, um, obviously it, there was, it was not even, so it was just like middle of a thought. It's, it's, fine. it worked out. It worked out. It's fine. It's all good. <sighs> does, does anyone have anything else? Wait, you know what? I might have something. Hold on just one second. Pause. We're not really We're not paused. Really you paused. can keep talking. I was just saying that. God damn it. <laughs> I went to Old Navy today and bought some shorts. Did you buy two sizes up and they were still tight? No. That's what I did. Wait. Well, the uh, the jean shorts I bought, I think they're three sizes up. And they fit me in the waist but not in the legs, which is just stupid. I bought jean shorts because they were like $10. Uh And I bought two sizes up. And I was like, yes, loose shorts. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm." Yep. And I took the tags off because I got overzealous. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe yeah. I'll give them to you. The waist is perfect on these, and um, the legs are just too big for my legs. Because I feel like they think that as people, I, I don't know, I guess, I don't know, maybe. Every body is different. Yeah, know? yeah. It was kind of my fault for not trying them on, I suppose. Same. Mm-hmm. My, I, they were also cheap, so I just kept them. Yep. But I do love that they're buttonfly. Super awesome. That's what I got, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, did you guys know that we surpassed 70,000 downloads? Yeah, we're, <gasps> no. we're at 73.5. No. So I just wanted to share that with you. It's really cool. We're very excited about it. It's awesome. I'm happy. It's not it's something amazing. we pay attention that to all amazing. the time. That is amazing. Because that's not obviously why we do this. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> right. That's I used lot. to log in all the time and was like, oh, look at all these different countries and all this stuff. And then um, I didn't for a while. So I um, yeah. I didn't I didn't know. I just That's think it's so crazy. Cool. I feel like I'm really annoying. So I'm really Gross, glad people same. are interested in this. 
sometimes I go home from an event where like a party or whatever, you know, like I'm going to a thing tomorrow and I'm always worried that I'm just really annoying. But people no. keep inviting <laughs> they me. Must so like that's me. their bad. There was this trend thing that's going around where it's like they give you like a scenario. They're like, he's a 10. Yes. Oh, my God. Those are so funny. But he doesn't like the shadow hunters. And you're like, okay, he's obviously <laughs> like a negative two or whatever. And there was one with this baseball team. They're like, she's a 10, but she's the loudest person in the room. And I was like, I'm not a 10, and I am the loudest person in the room. They're like, yeah, she's a two. And I was like, oh. oops. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, oh, those are hilarious. So I feel like I've gotten out of practice of, like, being a person. Does that make sense? Like, I yeah. used to work at a very mm-hmm. corporate job, and I had to talk to people all day long and schmooze and be charming and get my way and negotiate and, you know, do all that crap. And it was, like, second nature, you know, because I'd done it for over a decade. But since I left that job <laughs> and, like, gave into my introvert ways <laughs> and then the pandemic hit, I'm like, mm, people, meh. Don't talk to me. I gotta go. Like, yep. I can't mm-hmm. even function. It's so messed up. You, like, accidentally Every overshare. Time. At least Every that's time. me. I don't like, know. Do, do you not? Like, you used to talk to people, like, that it was, like, really important that you had your shit together. And you were able to do it without a problem. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? You can't even, like, tell the grocery guy that, like, you brought your own bag. Like, <laughs> I can't even... I'm like, uh, 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 words. Like, I can't. I pulled over into the KFC parking lot and did an order on, on their website to repeat the order in the drive-thru. Like, I practiced the order. That's a good idea, and, though, because you don't want to, like, take too long. Well, and I hadn't been to KFC in a very long yeah. time. And guess oh, no. what? I ordered wrong. Yeah. I, so I told... I practiced and I ordered wrong. And I was just like, oh my God. And the guy was like, he was nice, but he was very just like anything else. And he, after everything I said, Dude, I, hate I, like, that. I can't, I can't. And then I just panicked. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I couldn't see like what I saw on the menu on the phone wasn't on the menu board, but like I literally put the location in. So, but I thought for some reason it wasn't there. It was awful. I spent 30 minutes on this fast food order. It was so, just... did you still get enough food at least? Oh, I got too much yeah. food. Oh, well, that's a better problem at least. At least you weren't still hungry after all that. You yeah. could eat your feelings. Mm-hmm. Says my belly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's it for me. Oh, jeez. Oh, all right, guys. awesome. When we say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. Tessa's journey begins with her waking up half-drenched in the creek. She's cold and needs to find shelter, so she decides to walk along the bank until she comes to civilization. She travels for a long-ass time, almost one token chapter, if you will. (laughs) Token? Token? I said token. Sorry. Uh, Until she finds an abandoned hut. There's no sign of anyone squatting, so she curls up with a ratty blanket and uses a farming implement as a weapon and passes out on her bed of hay. Meanwhile, Will takes refuge in a downwilder inn on his way to go save Tessa. 
since he's clearly the only shadow hunter in the place and he's got to live out his main character fantasy, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> he gets his private accommodations and then once he goes down to eat, the trouble begins. His world is annihilated into 1,000 pieces because he feels his parabrotai bond snap and knows that Jim is gone. He stumbles out into the rain and is confronted by a disgruntled pack of persons slash wolves <laughs> that don't take kindly to his not taken kindly around here. They pick a fight with a broken Will Herondale and half of them leave with broken bodies. The fight is saved from continuing by Wolsey Scott, who cools off his remaining person slash wolves and then gives Will a good verbal lashing, reminding him that his mission is bigger than himself and he owes it to Jim to do what's best for himself, the people he loves, Aww. and the world. The whole wide world. I love that he gave him a verbal lashing. That, mm-hmm. that turn he of did. He was like straighten up or fly right. Straighten up and fly right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a song. It was a bad. Anyway. So just when we thought it was over, the letters are back, folks. But I'm not going to read you this one because it's really fucking boring. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> this time it's a missive from Charlotte explaining that Will has found his. What Will, Will has found. What Will? Woodville, Woodville has found on his way, on his way to find Tessa. <laughs> Apparently, I'm Dracula. <laughs> one, one letter. Uh, uh, uh. This is incredible. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> she's explaining what Will has found on his search for Tessa, the necklace, and like this is obvious evidence that we know where Mortmain is taking Tessa. Like we we know where they're taking Tessa, so we know where Mortmain is. Like obviously and she like she's like obviously you're totally on board with us we it's so clear that we need to send people (laughs) it's like crystal clear pepsi it's so clear so she's urging consul (laughs) whalen to send reinforcements blah 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 we've got to wait for consul small dick's answer but uh because we're headed straight into tessa's dreams okay so we don't have time for that yet so Tessa's back at the Institute huddled in a chair at Jem's bedside. All right. I'm going to read you this little excerpt um, from this dream she's having. And we know it's a dream because it's in italics. (laughs) Right. Tessa stood, letting the shawl slip from her shoulders. She was in her nightgown, the way she had been the first time ever she had ever met Jem, bursting into his room to find him playing the violin by the window by the window he stirred and murmured uh now as she crawled into bed with him drawing the blankets over them both she cupped her hands around his and held their joined hands between them she tangled their feet together and kissed his cool cheek warming his skin with her breath slowly she felt him stir against her as if her presence were bringing him to life His eyes opened and looked into hers. They were blue, achingly blue, the blue of the sky where it meets the sea. Hmm? (laughs) Tessa, Will said, as she realized it was Will in her arms, Will who was dying, Will breathing out his last breath, and there was blood on his shirt just over his heart, a spreading red stain. (laughs) Okay. So before we go, 
Sorry, I fell asleep there for a second when you were talking about the blue. Jeez Louise, that was a little... Sl- I'm like... <laughs> was it a little uh, loquacious? Blue. It was kind of purple. It was a little blue teal. It was... Like, how go blue on. Was it? Tell me how blue Not it was you, again. obviously. <laughs> like the tops yeah. of those those little houses in Greece? That blue? <laughs> I want yeah, to agree yeah. so bad. Anyway, yeah. that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about so is what cool. we need to unpack from that. <laughs> what do you guys, I want to know what yeah. you guys think Cassie was trying to infer with this dream. Like, what was the purpose of this? Because we all know this bitch loves a narrative dream, like narratively significant dream. Like, she's all about it. They mean something. I mean, I think she says after that that she mm-hmm. really doesn't know what happened, right? So it could, she's worried, I guess, that Will could be dead. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, obviously this, like the, where his, he's bleeding mm-hmm. from the shirt is where he's actually yeah. bleeding because right. of this parabotai rune. And who knows the timeline, it could, like, it could, Sessa could be yeah. seeing it in her dream as yeah, it's happening. Yeah, that's true. Because she could be yeah, because this at is at night and this is happening you know, at night, so it's scrapping. like okay. Uh-huh. And I mean, I feel like the the uh-huh. detail about like the blood on his chest and like that whole thing, I feel like that is too on the nose for there not to be something like mystical, yeah. magical behind this, like the connection. Yeah, something's right. connecting. So them. it's like, no, no, go, and go. It's like, uh, sorry. Oh, when Mrs. Black is like, you can only have that bond yeah. if you're parabro tied up. Mm. Yeah. Watch me. Like, Watch me. <laughs> yeah. And I don't need, and I'm not limited to just one. I got both of them. <laughs> Challenge yep. accepted. She's like Lori Morgan over I'm here. I'm wondering whether this, Watch me. and I, and I, I think we'll, we'll come back to this moment later on in this book. Um, but I wonder if this is kind of like a signal of like, hey, you know, maybe she's admitting her feelings for Will to herself, like maybe revealing, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like your shadow self revealing something about that you've been hiding in your subconscious, you know, that you know, but you're not acknowledging. Yeah. Uh-huh. That kind of thing. Team uh-huh. Will thinks it's because she, yeah, she feels guilty that she actually has this, either the same or mm-hmm. stronger feelings for Will. Or maybe yeah. like she compounds them as like one it feels like a little bit like she kind of wants to have her cake Mm -hmm. and eat it too it's yeah tonight's the night that two become one if if you want to get with me you gotta get with my friends freaky friday nap disoriented and confused Uh, it's not long before the musk and mildew jog her memories though Uh, this is the first opportunity tessa's had to kind of access and attempt to process her emotions because she's been running on survival mode and adrenaline since the attack on the institute it's like attack kidnap Mm -hmm. fall down a fucking ravine um <laughs> get you know choked out by this angel saving you and then fall into the river run and hide uh-huh. somewhere and now you're just sleeping in this gross place and you're like I just fell asleep exhausted and now I'm finally like processing what all of this means 
And the fear and the longing for the only home that she has left, which is the Institute, um, quickly gives way to concern for her soulmates, Bill and Jim. <laughs> That's just what I'm going to call them now. Jeez Louise. Bill and Jim. Bill and Jim. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's less sad when I say that. <laughs> Billy and Jim. No, I can't. No. Jim Jim can't be Jimmy. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I just got shivers. It's better than Jim. <sighs> but Bill is, is also your dad's name. She yeah. spelled it J I M. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you want right. To yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's less. It it's, makes it funny and less emotional for me because this is a really hard chapter to get through. <laughs> uh huh. And the last thought she That's has fair. is, uh, "quote Please let me die before harm comes to either of them." Unquote. End quote. <laughs> Cue the horror movie soundtrack in three, two, one. <laughs> so just yeah. sitting in this bed, just woke up kind of in her feels in this dark empty house naturally her mind goes to the worst possible scenario when she hears scraping on the window it's automatons 100 percent fuck fair Mm -hmm. but she's not thinking like a character in a book right now tessa's too tired to be a hero right now all she can muster is basic bitch and burrow further into her blankets hoping whatever it is will just go away Psych, that's my ammo. <laughs> that's what I do when I hear a noise <laughs> at night. Me I'm too. Like, me too. Uh-huh. Yeah. If, Pull well, the blankets if they come up in higher. here to kill me, they deserve it, right? Like. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything. That's great. <sighs> no, I just, that's why I have cats. I'm like, my cats will definitely let me, Wednesday, Magnus won't. He'll just be getting pets. But Wednesday will 100% let me know if someone's in the house that shouldn't be in the house. (laughs) That's fair. I don't have any animals and I'm scared to death. So I have several cameras and a security system. (laughs) You know, because you're a normal human being that doesn't rely on a a three-pound cat to save your life. (laughs) A cat. So she's my familiar and she keeps bad spirits away dude yeah okay. wednesday does too you should see how she acts when my mom comes over <laughs> <laughs> moving on so just kidding tessa's way smarter than that she's quick on her feet or her back since she's lying down but that actually kind of makes it sound dirty so anyways <laughs> the blanket the blanket she's curled up with is a patchwork quilt Probably handmade, you know, since the Industrial Revolution was just getting going. (coughs) Right. Tessa reaches out to the essence of whoever made it and transforms into a little old lady. I'd like to read you the description because this is my greatest fear. Okay. I understand why Hollywood people don't want to get old. She saw her fingers warp and change, becoming the clubbed arthritic hands of an old woman. Liver spots rose on her skin, her back hunched, her dress began to hang off her withered form. Her hair fell in front of her eyes. It was white. Okay, so like, I don't care about the liver spots. I don't care about the gray hair. But I don't, the the osteoarthritis that is clearly happening right now, like, 
so painful. And I wonder, like, she says that the change doesn't hurt anymore because she's used to it. But, like, she's got to feel what it feels like to have that, like, structural form now, right? I feel like she, in this thing that she was talking about, that, like, she, her body When she changed to Aloysius, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, even I think well, even no, in like, this, maybe like I just made her it up eyes in my head. are whatever, and she can't move as fast, and you know stuff like that. But like, there's gotta also be just immense right. fucking pain, like because they didn't have meds back then. Uh huh. Well, hmm. especially like, mm-hmm. when I feel like as awful as it is, when you have chronic pain, I feel like you are your body's yep. always your baseline in pain, changes. So you can deal yeah. with it for the most part, mm-hmm. and then there's there's days when it's higher or yeah. lower, but like it's always there. So if you're this old woman has mm-hmm. probably built up her tolerance for right the Slowly. pain that she's yeah. in, yeah. and it's punching Tessa in the face. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So okay, okay, keep going. I'll ask later. So it's just in time that she she Sorry. turns into this. Ow! Sorry. I scratched my burn. I'm sorry. Because it itches oh. around it and I wasn't thinking, ow. It stinks. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that, ma'am. Um, okay. So just Gosh. in time, too, because the scraping noise comes again, followed by the voice of a cantankerous old lady in the back of Tessa's mind, wondering who the fuck is in her house. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like gotcha bitch and old lady tessa moves for the door but she's got cataracts now so she almost misses the autom- the automaton by the hearth that's right the scratching is coming from inside the fucking house <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No. okay so in the book it mm. says that the automaton is by the fire but she didn't make a fire right or did we miss that Right. No, she didn't. didn't. So we talked about that. Like by the fireplace, right? Interesting. Uh huh. So Tessa Uh calls out in the old lady's voice, reasonably questioning who the hell this automaton is and why it's in her house. (laughs) The intruder bot uh, doesn't respond, but Mrs. Black sweeps in like, "Move, bitch! I'll handle this." And Tessa does her best to sell the old lady shtick, um, but she forgot one very important detail: her necklace. Quote, Tessa's hand flew to her chest, but it was already too late. The clockwork angel was there, clearly visible, gently ticking gently. Whoops. Okay, this is where I wanted to mention this. So, okay, did her clothes change? No, she's still Tessa's wearing clothes. her dress, but she has, like, the blanket no. over her. Okay. That's fair. I was going to say, because she would recognize her clothes probably, too. And why, if her clothes went away, why wouldn't the angel wouldn't go away? But that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's just draped in a nasty. I'll take it. Our girl wasn't planning to go down without a fight, though. Um, But the frog pick, which is which the old lady tells her in her mind is used to clean like uh, horse shoes or whatever. uh, It doesn't really hold up to the quote Uh flood of automatons end quote (laughs) that come in to grab her. Uh Um, So she's like. I guess all I can do, even though it won't help, is scream. Thanks for the nightmare fuel, Cassie. What the fuck? Yeah. 
<laughs> but we real. don't get to find out what happens to Tessa right now because we're jumping over to Will, whose wake up call is significantly less horrifying. Fucking men. Like, what? <laughs> Seriously? Mm. Must be nice. It must be nice. The young Harrendale right? is sleeping on a grassy knoll. Uh, the early morning rays warming his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> At least until he remembers how he got there, you know. Okay, that's a bummer. But it's a way yeah. nicer way to wake up. <laughs> uh-huh. Seriously. Little kittens licking his cheeks, licking his eyelids. Like, wake up. <laughs> yeah. There's butterflies around. Grief-stricken, he'd fled in the night on Balios. Riding hard until he'd practically fallen off of his ho- horse. <laughs> fallen off of his hose. <laughs> I was going to say host. I did too. Host. <laughs> practically falling off his horse. Um, exhausted and still injured from his fight with the person slash wolves. Will fishes out his stele and tends to his injuries. Um, the physical ones, at least. The emotional damage is going to need a little more than an Arazi. Quote, Instead of pain, he felt hollowness. Oh, so he's like kind of processing everything and like realizing that like he can't feel the mm-hmm. tether. Like he felt it when it snapped, but now he can't feel it at all. And that's strange. Yeah. And uh-huh. all he feels is emptiness. Like, yeah. Oh, hello. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He is in the <laughs> James Carstairs. Can you tell that our defense mechanism is Sorry. his humor? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, okay, first of all, Will finishes his breakfast and changes into a clean shirt. But when this was mentioned, it says, like, he reaches into his bag and gets his stele and, and the dried fruit and stuff. I thought he was going to feed the horse. Honestly, you're riding this animal. Give him well, the sustenance, bro. He, he was chomping at was the, grass. Eating the grass. Yeah. That's fair. He was eating grass. You're right. That's fair. Okay. I'm sure he got a hot Thank mash you. before they fled in the so, night. <laughs> but still, like, uh-huh. he didn't get much rest. That's right. His yeah. his oats. Yeah, exactly. Poor thing. All right. Well, we've already gone over how I feel about horses, so I won't get back into it too far. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Will, um, while changing, Will gets a good look at his faded parabrotai rune. And sadly, it like it turns to silver. And to me, that kind of seems fitting because of gem, you know? Mm. Fuck. Twist the knife. Emotional damage. It just does. <laughs> so anyway, um, Will reaches deep into his memory bank for a good memory for this moment. And he found this gem, G-E-M gem. And I quote, and it's long, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and it came time to pass, and the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soil of David. What? David. <laughs> that's, that's just my brain. We have Davis that works for us, and I probably just... Type his name more. <laughs> that is hilarious. Sorry, I will start over. <laughs> like his shit. Okay. And it came to pass <laughs> that soul of Jonathan was knit with the soil. <laughs> Damn it. Is it soil or soul? It's soul. It has to be soul. It doesn't make sense. He tilled his heel. I'm sorry. 
Davis, mess. California. No one wants to hear the me soil talk. Of Davis, California. <laughs> Seriously. Let's fix it, or I'm going to just keep making the same mistake. <laughs> All right. And it came to pass that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. They were two warriors, and their souls were knit together by heaven. And out of that, Jonathan Shadowhunter took the idea of parabrotai and encoded it in the ceremony into law. Into the law. So anyway, I um, Will thinks about like what a sweet person Jem was, and because obviously Jem had told him that story, uh-huh. and um, so yeah, Jem always just did a really good job trying to remind Will that he was loved, which is crazy because he was such a <laughs> shitty person. So it was just like shows you what a good person Jem was. He loved the shitty person despite <laughs> themselves. I am in your soul. Fucking Robin in high school. She yeah, loved me even yeah. though I was a terrible fucking person. <laughs> She's like, you'll grow out of it. That's great. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. She's wise yeah. beyond her years, Robin. <laughs> Just going through your, uh, what was what did it, yes. what was the word? Menace That's what phase? my husband calls me. <laughs> he refers to my teenage years as my menace of, to society years. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> so this part is just i don't know anyway he takes a knife out of his bag and it's one that jem had given him and tries to find words to say while he makes a cut in the palm of his freaking hand i don't understand why people feel like they have to it's like when people oh pour one out like an alcohol wh- wh- why 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 is the ground where this person is not at a thing i just i I personally just don't uh, maybe other people get it and can explain it to me why do you need to bleed when you're already bleeding from your chest your hands seem like they'd be very important in a future fight (laughs) and while you're riding a horse i just does not compute to be fair he could just but okay like fix that's what happened with an erazzi if he wanted to well it's like he cut through where he was already trying to heal from the erazzi (laughs) so it's like scar tissue man (laughs) Like, does the Arazzi leave scar tissue behind, or does it make them completely whole again? Mm-hmm. No, there's little faint scars, because yeah. remember, Clary saw it on Jocelyn's That's back. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I don't... Mm. This does anyway. make me, like... It makes me a little... This whole scene is very sad for me, but, like, it does make you wonder of, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Because, like, you think about, you know, grandparents, parents, you know... The natural course of life, right? Like, having those mm-hmm, people uh-huh. pass and stuff. But, like, your friends that are, like, the people that, you know, oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, I don't want to be the one that's, I don't want to be the one lasting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, uh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Because yeah. I would yeah, do some crazy sure. shit like this. Like, I'd be like. Let's go do a, a moon ritual. Yeah, Kristen's like, gonna have her palm. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Oh, that's great. And I'll be bringing my basket to put money in because apparently, I think I've talked about that before. My mom would get a, the the full moon means like a basket of money. Uh-huh. You bring a basket outside, and it'll it'll bring whatever. more riches. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. 
so um this is will basically having like a little ceremony for himself with for Jem. so all he can think of to say is a biblical parabrotai oath and i am not going to read that because chlorophyll or like borophyll was very long and whatever anyway so it basically repeats that my buddy and me song wherever i go he goes my buddy and me was basically what it said like if you die i'm with you whatever (sighs) so it was very sweet but that's not me so what um <laughs> what will actually does say out loud is super heartfelt and amazing but it is entirely entirely too long so basically it is he says you complete me you hear that bro forever <laughs> beautiful right you complete me that's what he said mc yeah you complete me basically the gist of what he said so apparently now this like his bleeding here and the knife being in the ground or something that makes this like their spot and so will's like i will forever come here and like this is our spot now and i'm like this is just a place you fall asleep on the road (laughs) i just don't get it (laughs) okay exactly your blood is there now like done this at the inn do this at home like on his grave (laughs) or something where you found out maybe or like (laughs) Are you going to, like, write down latitude and longitude? Like, how are you going to remember? His magic horse will remember the coordinates. That's fair. Yeah, he's like a salmon. (laughs) Just somehow knows to get back. He's spawning. (laughs) Just weird. That is weird, man, that that happens. Okay. Anyway, like I said, it's all a little strange to me, but people do things that are crazy when they're grieving. I get it. And I guess it's not crazy because I feel like people do this stuff. It's just I don't personally understand. Anyway, emotions are running far too high, so I have to keep making jokes. And now we're going to jump over to Charlotte, who's reading a response from um, the from her letter to Consul Wayland. Um, so... Oh, yeah. So that tells me Will's letter must have gone gone really fast. Or Uh like Robin said, maybe the times are a little bit different because she's already written it and received a response from him. And for some reason, I imagine it's not like email. So it would take a day or so to get a response back. Uh And Will's only been gone for like a day and a half we established, right? Or this is... Anyway, it was quick. So Consul Whalen basically says that he isn't going to believe that punk Herondale. (laughs) Keep your shadow... Keep your shadow checkers... (laughs) God damn it. I can't speak today, you guys. Keep your shadow hunters in check. Bye. That's basically what his letter said. Because as Kristen said, the other one was long and so was this one. So Charlotte has just finished reading this dumbass letter when Sophie comes in and announces that there is a man at the Institute to see Charlotte. fucking men. And um, she can't get this letter. I know. Just showing up, too. She can't get this letter off of her mind, and it makes her think about Will. Like, he's also a shadow hunter. Um, he's not just some child she's babysitting. Like, you, I'm a shadow hunter. He's a sh- You should believe him. Mm-hmm. And then it also makes her flashback to this morning when she walked by Jem's room, and all of his possessions had been removed, and it just seemed like it was anybody's room now. Oh. It was just an empty room. And to me, that seems That's like it was really soon. fast. Like, wouldn't you want Will and Tessa to come back and be able mm-hmm. to look through their things and kind of sit and have memories in there? It would just seems very odd to clear it out. It's not like they needed the space. 
Agreed. So she starts, Charlotte starts getting emotional about Jem. And she's like, gotta wipe, wipe it away. Who is here? Like, it's not that douche canoe console, is it? But no, Sophie says it's Aloysius Starkweather. So Aloysius enters the room and Charlotte notices that there's blood on the cuff of his jacket. And she's like, are you okay, bro? And he's like, no, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. It's not my blood. (laughs) I was just in a fight earlier and I got a little blood on me when I was cutting all of the fingers and slitting the throat of this. This guy's like 112. Dude, I was fighting. (laughs) I was thinking that too. Like, how did you overcome someone? That is just insane. Yeah. I know you're a shadow hunter, but geez. Adrenaline. Yeah. So Charlotte's like, bro, you can't do that. You can't attack a downworlder unprovoked. You can't. What are you thinking? This sounds like the most ridiculous. Like, you have to stop doing this. Like, you have to stop killing people. Yeah. yeah. Please stop with the murdering. Yeah. Put it to rest. So Aloysius reacts quickly. He's like, he he's like, I was provoked. He says that the fairy people, the like the fairy people murdered his granddaughter. So that's what provoked him, which we keep talking, obviously, about his granddaughter. That was so long ago. His granddaughter was like, this was like 40 years ago or something. It sounds like I don't. Yeah, you're exactly like, why now? But I guess fairies live for maybe it's like Will finding the demon. Maybe it was the same fairy that Mm. screwed him over. I don't know. Anyway, so he he's like the house of Starkweather has been destroyed. And Charlotte cuts him off and she's like, bro, there's still Starkweathers (laughs) and Idris. Chill out. I don't mean to like minimize your sorrow, but it's the truth, man. And like Amanda just said, why are you telling me this now? (laughs) So Aloysius admits uh, to not taking the Accords very seriously when they came about. He was raised to be a terrible person, and I quote, everything touched by demons was foul and corrupt. That it that it was the blood right of a shadow hunter to kill these creatures and take what they had as spoils and treasure. Anytime you say Ew. blood right, you're wrong. <laughs> yep. Yes. Automatically. Oh, so disgusting. Are you a dragon? Like you're just going to hoard all, like you're sitting on the treasure? He's a dragonborn warrior, not a shadow hunter. Seriously, you're just sitting on all this like, gold for yeah, what I reason? Don't take laws very like, seriously. Like, <laughs> they're just like suggestions. I just love me yeah. the shinies. <laughs> And yet again, why are we talking about this? He yeah. just came to flaunt. What's the word? What's the word? Yeah, clout. That's what it is. He came for clout. <laughs> anyway, so even after the accords were passed, he kept being a very terrible person and just like kept a low profile about it. Okay, he was very snake snake <laughs> With his murdering, which is how mm-hmm. murder should go. I'm sorry. Like, if you're gonna murder, you should have a low profile. <laughs> anyway. You're not special, right. Aloysius, okay? All murderers <laughs> do that. <laughs> okay, so he explains that one of the downworlders that crossed his path while he was on the DL was John Shade. 
and Charlotte fills in the blanks and she's like, oh, Mort Main's father. And he acts like, Aloysius acts like he just tasted something bitter. And he's like, no, <laughs> warlocks can't have kids. <laughs> he's so annoying. The shades must have found this human child and taught him their ways. I think Charlotte basically says that. Like, oh, yeah, they probably just found him, like, yeah. I don't know. And Charlotte's like, dude, they. I doubt they kidnapped this <laughs> they kid. They adopted like, him. He probably didn't have anywhere else to go. He was, yeah, he was probably someone that may have died in a workhouse someday. So they basically saved him. Like, I don't right. think they were doing anything bad. They shouldn't mm-hmm. have been killed for having a human baby. Well, and it's, it's not it's like... Crazy. Actually, okay, I'm sorry. Have we have we figured out what happened to Mortmain's parent? Like, have we seen that yet? I can't remember. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I th- but yeah. it's not like he was, like, he wasn't a baby baby. Like, he was a functioning child who was clearly very in love with his parents. Yeah, like 12 uh-huh. or like, something, right? But, like, toddler-ish, okay. like, five, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, clearly okay. mm-hmm. very much loved his parents and was treated very well. So, like. Right. Yep. I mean. Yep. Still Dad wrong. may have been tinkering and doing some things that he wasn't supposed to be doing. But, like, Aloysius, like you said, yeah. not everybody follows the rules. Like. <laughs> right. For real. He was trying to do right. it on the low profile, man. Just like you. Respect the game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Aloysius basically says that he didn't really care about what the child's life was going to be like without the Shade's involvement. It was unnatural, so obviously the only solution was to raid their house and murder all of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is obviously. And they would have got away with it if it weren't for that meddling kid. Who escaped? <laughs> they went as far as to purposely take some of the child's items back to the institute to try to track him, dog the bounty hunter oh style. Aloysius just only problem. Nothing ever pained him. <laughs> Did he just brush out of tank tops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> his hair's not cut right. Okay. Only problem was, nothing ever pinged, and they soon forgot about the whole mess. That is, until Stark's granddaughter was born. You know, the one we got the mm-hmm. ominous flashback of, Adele. You know, that died at her first rune ceremony. Mm, Super graphic baby. and tragic. Good way to kick off the end of a trilogy. <laughs> it's great. Top tier. Charlotte makes the... Ass- Sorry. Mm. <laughs> I keep talking over you. Okay, okay, okay. Charlotte makes the assumption that she was born sickly and wasn't strong enough to handle the placement of her first rune. However, Aloysius is definitely suspicious because, you see, she wasn't born frail or sick. She was born healthy with his son's eyes, and everyone doted on her and loved on her until one day her mother woke up the entire house screaming. She insisted that the baby in the cradle wasn't her child, even though they looked completely alike. Of course, they weren't going to take a woman seriously. <laughs> so they just assumed that she was, you know, crazy. Even when the eyes of that, um, that were like the splitting image of the sun, changed color. It was like, no big deal. You know, that happens sometimes to infants, okay? That's true. It just happens sometimes. But this mother clearly doesn't know what her Fine. own child looks like, obviously. Right. You can't. 
Right. It's not like yeah. a mother spends mm-hmm. the most time. It's like yeah, when it's, Jocelyn it's like noticed mother spends the most time staring at the baby. Yeah. Right. Like, no. Right. Right. Oh, right. Yes. Hysterical. Yes. Here's Take some a pill for that. Mm-hmm. Get some sleepy time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until all those years later at the room ceremony after Adele 2.0 died screaming in agony you know, her flesh literally burning and only like resting in death. Like she was just, she was writhing until she died, right? At that point, old Al decided that maybe a mother really does know best and there was something sus going on. I, when I think of this poor little girl, I imagine, and I know that you know all of the characters better than me, but that little girl on Game of Thrones that had um, mm. the stone thing, grayscale. Yep. Uh, Lady, that's, no. her name starts with I was going to say the wrong name. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's who it reminds me of. It's very uh-huh. sad. It is very sad. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Here we go. His daughter-in-law actually did go inches close to madness, and mm-hmm. they moved. She couldn't bear to stay at the institute any longer, and of course, Starkweather stayed. Position and power are more important than family anyway. Besides, where else would he find a mm. home to fit all these spoils in? She's sweet. <laughs> yep. I need where an entire castle. So right. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Over the years, Aloysius had heard rumors that fairies and other downworlders were bragging that they had gotten the revenge on the Starkweathers, that they had taken one of the Starkweathers' children and replaced <laughs> it with a sickly human. <laughs> Aloysius did some investigation discovery work, but nothing yielded anything worth digging into further. Although he tells Charlotte he was determined to find out where his actual granddaughter had gone, it seems kind mm-hmm. of like he, like, shelved it. Exactly. Like, yeah. why now? Yeah. Why now? Yeah. All of that had clearly been in the past, and he'd almost given up hope. That is, until he saw Tessa. Mm-hmm. He says, quote, she could have been the ghost of my daughter-in-law. So similar did they look, but she did not appear to have any shadow hunter blood. It was a mystery, but one I pursued. It just so happens that the fairy here interrogated that very day fit the last piece of the puzzle together. And what had happened was, mm-hmm. okay, are your seatbelts buckled? Is everybody's seatbelts buckled in? Five okay. point harness, I'm ready. Okay. The stark weather child was taken and replaced with a kidnapped human child. A sickly one, at that, who had died when the rune was placed on her because, like, she wasn't a shadow hunter. The real Starkweather child was left in the care of a mundane family that was chosen at random because the babies had looked so much like each other. Thus, Elizabeth was traded for Adele or vice versa. The Fae played the long game, but it was revenge. Aloysius had killed their own so they would kill his kin as well. Elizabeth was raised by mundanes and eventually married a man named Richard Gray. You see, we're putting um, the slurry mm-hmm. up. The plot is thickening. <laughs> Charlotte is like <gasps> the exploding head emoji. Yeah, for real. And she's like, oh my God, you should tell the clave. This is literally a giant crime. <laughs> but Aloysius says that they don't really care about Tessa, but Charlotte does, which is mm. why she will listen to his story. And Charlotte is a good negotiator, okay? Because mm. she's like, maybe I will if I think it's the right thing to do. But pray tell how this involves Morty. 
I, on the other hand, would be like way too invested in the cheese meat to even pretend like I wasn't mm-hmm. going to need to hear all the nitty gritty. For real. Like, I, I need yeah. it. I need it. Yep. Which I suppose is a good thing that Charlotte isn't me because the story continues. Okay. Mort Main. Sing it. From a friend who. Heard it from a friend who. Heard it from another that the fairies have been messing around. He was determined to make use of Elizabeth since she was a shadow hunter who didn't know she was a shadow hunter. And in order to get close to the family, Aloysius thinks that Morty like courted is the word they used Richard as an employee, which in turn granted him access to Elizabeth, eventually sending an idol on demon to take the shape of her husband and take advantage of her in order to have a baby. A yeah. baby that would eventually be born Tessa Gray, the offspring of a demon hunter and a shadow hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I said demon hunter, and I didn't mean to. A, de- a demon and a shadow hunter. My bad. Charlotte reminds Aloysius that it's impossible since the offspring of demon hunters and shadow hunters. God, I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Okay. Charlotte reminds Aloysius... That it's impossible since the offspring of demons and shadow hunters are never born alive. But Starkweather raises the question if those rules would apply to a shadow hunter who didn't know they were a shadow hunter and were never marked with, like, I said protection runes, but he just means, Mm -hmm. like, marked in general. I don't know why I said protection. That's just what I wrote. And, of course, there's not a clear answer to his question because as far as they had ever dealt with, all Nephilim kids are marked, male and female, but clearly Elizabeth Gray hadn't been. And Aloysius says that he knows Tessa is a shapeshifter, but he doesn't think that's why Mortman is so obsessed with her. He says that there's something else he's wanting and then calls Tessa the key, elaborating with this quote. She is to be our vengeance for all of your wasteful death. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. The fairy Mm -hmm. that he murdered said this quote to Aloysius. Let me. Okay. Sorry. Preface here. She is to be our vengeance for all your wasteful death. She will bring ruin to the Nephilim and London will burn. And when the magister rules over all, you will be no more to him than cattle in a pen. Listen, this feels very (laughs) matrixy. Okay, (laughs) with the robots and like we're like just farmed. You guys, AI really freaks me out. By the way, sorry. Okay, okay. I never saw the Matrix, but I have seen Sound of Music, fuckers. (gasps) Seen the Matrix. Get you were born in the 80s, not the 50s. No. How would have you not seen The Matrix, but you've seen Sound oh. of Music? I remember starting to watch it and we got bored. So my friend and I turned it off because I was like so 17 and I, I think it just wasn't theater. good. Okay. Anyway. Clearly... As all of our Charlotte and co baddies have been trying to say, this is bigger than saving Tessa because she's bound by love to the occupants of the Institute. But they've been through this before and they won't believe it. Like, we know that this is bigger. We're not just going after Tessa because she, like, loves Jim and Will or whatever. It's because, like, she's a weapon. And Aloysius thinks that they will listen to Charlotte. 
But we, and she, know that the council, consul is a pig-headed pawn to the patriarchy, and he won't listen to her or her ovaries. They will probably just discredit the story from the fairy. Al pleads with Miss Branwell and tells her that she doesn't trust the counts. He doesn't trust the council with Tessa. She's part demon, and he knows the kind of fucked up shit he's done to things that were part demon or supernatural. Like, Interesting how it's different when like, it's your family. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. My my my! How the turntables <laughs> have turned. Charlotte is like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Tessa isn't a thing. She's a girl who has been kidnapped and is probably terrified. And if I knew of a way to help her, don't you think I would have tried it already? Now, Aloysius knows he used to be vicious and malicious until he got suspicious. And now he's ready to be seditious. Okay. That was good. <laughs> He tells Charlotte that his blood runs in Tessa's veins, even if there is demon blood, too. That's his great-granddaughter. And with tears in his eyes, he asks Tessa, when she finds her, to tell her that she's welcome to the name of Starkweather. I know. I know. (sighs) And if this wasn't enough juice for the chapter, you're in luck, because we're in Chateau Lightwood. With Gabriel, who has well, written be- a note to Consul Wayland. This is so annoying. <laughs> if she's entitled to the name of Starkweather, does that mean she's also entitled to the Horde? Right? He's like, right. He's like we right. just redid the, the, the spoils room. You want to see? He's like, this half is yours. <laughs> Should be like, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> Sorry, that was it. You were going to say something, Amanda. No, I realized it was a spoiler, so I'm not going oh, to. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. At this point in the chapter, he's gotten down that he's excited to bring him some news. So, sorry, let me. Gabriel's, ex- this is in the letter. So, the Gabriel's writing to the consul. He's excited to give him some news, and it's not from Idris. It's from York by way of Aloysius Starkweather. He told Charlotte some elaborate tale that he's using as a coping mechanism for his grief, but none of it is legit, and he's clearly gone mad. And at this moment, he's, like, pausing from the letter, and he's recalling Sophie leading Aloysius to the drawing room and then posting himself up in the perfect position to eavesdrop on the conversation. At this point, the Institute is talking to him. The floorboards are screaking, and if it was a Disney cartoon, they'd probably be like, <gasps> <"Yoty!"> <laughs> It's the telltale heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> Gabriel imagines the look on all of their faces, like literally individually. He's like, this is what Charlie would look like, and this is what Henry would look like if they walked in on him and saw what he was doing now. And, of course, he's clearly most concerned about Cecily, seeing what a major asshat that he's being so he scribbles the rest of this letter in haste and it's on brand with the bullshit he's already got and it basically goes like charlotte and aloysius were talking mad smack about the council and the console the council and the console charlotte's like to'd because you've put a wrench in her plan so she was really susceptible to the garbage that aloysius was spitting out including that morty bred demons and shadow hunters the bitch is cray and clearly not able to run the piece properly because she's listening to stories to justify what she wants to happen. Okay. 
him saying all of this is obviously just justification that both Aloysius and Charlotte are right. No one would believe them if even this child thinks they're both stupid, basically. Yeah. So well, stupid. Yeah, I mean, like, it's dumb. It's exactly what and- the opinion of the consul would be in this scenario. Like, he would so dismissive and just immediately, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gabriel is thinking of the Lightwood House, his birthright, and how he wants their names restored and the safety of his siblings. And he's telling himself that what he's doing isn't actually harming Charlotte, like, physically. It's only questioning her position in society, like, not her actual health, you know? She obviously doesn't know what she wants, and he's sure that she'll be, quote, happier in Idrist or some other country house watching her children run over green lawns and not worrying constantly about the fate of all shadow hunters. And I just had to quote that so I could see Kristen's brain. In <laughs> You've got the butthole lips faster than I have Dude, seen in a long time. Both my fists are clenched. <laughs> I just did like a woo-saw breath. Right. <laughs> this motherfucker. You know what I'd be happy doing? burying your ass in a fucking field in an unmarked grave okay like that's what i'd be fucking happy doing (laughs) you know what robin i think we need to get a shirt made that says uh suspicious vicious malicious and ready to be seditious (laughs) dude for real yeah yep (sighs) vicious and malicious yeah yeah okay anyway anyway now that he's completely justified his, his actions to himself, he ends Ugh. his letter with, and again, this is just, this isn't actually what he's writing. This is me switching <laughs> it up, but not the cat. Okay. Charlotte is asking you to send troops to Kadar Idris, but she's been brainwashed by the wrong lobbyist, and she's clearly making the wrong choices to align with her political goals. Everything I'm saying is true. Cross my heart. Hope to die. Swear by the mortal sword will I. <laughs> Yeah, Got some good ones today. Uh. <laughs> oh my god, what a dumbass! I mean, all over a house <laughs> and your name—like, who okay. gives a shit? No, because my daddy cares. said yeah. I can have the house. Fuck, get over yourself, bro. <sighs> Seriously, Guess what? I bet your dad yeah. didn't earn it either. Do something. Make something of yourself. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> Instead of the blood money that built that fucking. Yep. Uh, what what was it? Uh, Italian Renaissance. What was the style? Fuck. I don't know. Greek, right? Something. Grecian. Yeah. Gigantic. This palatial place. Uh-huh. Like, come on. Exactly. Get over yourself. So Get stupid. Get over your bad self. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Plus, your sister's fine. Like, yeah, he says fine. in there he's worried about his sister and his brother. You're not worried about your sister. She's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You worry about your damn self. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing. That's fucked up. Yeah. hmm So, <sighs> on that note, make sure that you've read Chapter 16, Only Noble to be... Sorry. <laughs> choked up for some reason. <laughs> Only Noble to be good. <laughs> the pepper gotcha. Just kidding. That happens to me all the time. Pepper in my throat and it sounds like I'm crying. Anyway, I like pepper. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, 
Check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.